Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are talking about Spike Lee's new movie, Black Klansman. His uh, new joint. His new what? His new joint. That's, it says, in this movie, it says a Spike Lee joint. Oh. All right. Those are his words, not mine. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I'm uh, down. Cannes Film Festival Grand Prize winner, Black Klansman. Yes. Which deserves all of the awards. All of it. All, all of them. All of it. Just throw the Oscars at this movie. It is that good. Best best actor, best screenplay, best adapted screenplay, best Music, I don't know, cinematography, uh, oh, everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Just all Score, of it. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Just, it was great. The whole movie was fantastic. I, j- I just have to put it out there. I was so floored. This was a great was movie. Just, yes. And not even just floored, like just so many emotions out of this movie. Like I was, I was scared, disgusted, uh-huh. like terrified, shocked. Like, like laughing, ela- uh, like elated, yeah. laughing, yeah, like just all over the place, and just, and just extremely amazed, amazed, just amazed. It was okay. Oh my God. I I don't even have any words. Okay, well, let's just start off from the beginning where we have this just absolutely ridiculous um, kind of little PSA with uh, Alec Baldwin as one of the Klansmen, one of the members of, like, the white supremacy people. Yeah, and, and, and not to mention that that it opens with that Gone with the Wind clip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the real Gone with the Wind clip? Because it that really didn't, didn't look like that her. That didn't sound like Vivian Leigh. It definitely I think, didn't. I think it was the, the correct scene, because I have... I, I did watch Gone with the Wind kind of recently, and that... That scene looks right, but the voice, the the person's voice who was, like, voiceovering oh, no, no, Vivian no. Leigh yeah. was not, it was not her. It was not her. That was for effect, like, to make it a little bit more absurd, I think. Yeah, but, but she basically, she basically says that stuff in that scene, too, because she's looking for the doctor, because I think someone's either sick or someone's giving birth, and she has to, like, help, she's trying to help someone give birth, and then she's just walking over all the... the the injured and dead bodies of the soldiers. So, and and she is saying that she's saying like, "Where's the doctor?" Where she's like asking anyone she can, "Where's the doctor?" So I don't know why there was a voiceover necessary. I think it was just in the scene because it was also in like the other clips that that was played in between Alec Baldwin's ridiculous monologue. Um, That's true. That that opening scene was just. Rid- 
ridiculous and just full of hilarity. Like, yeah, it was he just... He kept coughing because he, like, couldn't remember what he was supposed to say, and it was just... And, yeah. It was just... You could clearly see that it was a little bit probably improvised in some way, and just... Yeah. Kind of his, his humor, and that was the only time we get to see him, and it worked out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I was... And, and I was trying to see if, if his character was um, either... And because this movie is very interesting, and I love how it's all laid out. We'll we'll kind of get more into it later. But I was trying to see if Alec Baldwin's character was actually a made-up character, or a past character, or a present character. Mm-hmm. If if that makes sense, because that's what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> is that there are so many different time periods within this one movie mm-hmm. that's set in the past. But it's oh my god. Okay, we're just we're just going to get to it. Ah, okay. But yeah, so this ridiculous scene where he's obviously pre-recording some, I don't, yeah, some, you said PSA, commercial, who knows where the, where the fuck they're going to play this, but, um, and it's just him messing up his lines and, you know, saying like, is it, oh my God, it was so ridiculous. I couldn't even. Yeah. The whole movie is. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. (laughs) I really just, (laughs) I wanted to do a mixture of both. Yeah. (laughs) I really just. Because it's Alec Baldwin, he was obviously being funny, but just the the instance that it was in was just purely, purely ridiculousness. Um, so, well, I think that was that's pretty good to say for pretty much the entire movie. You're watching it and just cringing uh, a lot about what people are saying, and to me, I was like trying to, I was trying to like uh, think about how this movie made me more angry. Than I think I've yes. been in a long time about white angry, supremacists. Angry, but I was happy to be angry. Yeah, like I was like, ugh, this is really getting me riled up. Like, I think everybody yeah. should see this movie because it has so much, like, it, it's very obvious that there's so many things wrong with the way that people think in this country sometimes, and it's just so Sometimes, fucking, all the time, all yeah. the time. <laughs> it's just so fucking aggravating, and, it, and like, yes. it hurts. I just, it was even more very apparent because everybody who was racist in this movie was so clearly racist and just the things that came out of their mouths were just ridiculous. I mean, it just... And we're, yes, ridiculous, stupid, utterly just revolting and disgusting. But, okay, I, I felt a lot of these same feelings in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there were just There's a lot of very... racism in that, too. Yes, disgusting characters that you just love to hate and was hoping for their downfall and they got their downfall. So, yeah, just very, very powerful stuff and very just, uh, just realizing, like, I just, I got so angry at a lot of things during this movie because Mm -hmm. they're, yeah. So I don't really know where we want to go next, if we want to continue with story or characters, maybe. Oh, I forgot to add one on here. Um, You know, maybe characters would be a good place to start, because then it'll kind of lead us through what we think about. Some scenes. Yeah, some scenes. So uh, we could start with our main character. Of, of Ron. Ron. Ron (laughs) Stallworth. Who I might be in love with, but honestly... Oh my gosh! Oh my he is gosh! So great. He's so amazing. I loved everything about his character. This the oh everything. I loved how 
how driven he was and and even though you shouldn't really put like personal feelings into things like it's usually like the bad thing is like you shouldn't have something be personal but this was like necessary personal and it helped him drive to succeed and to to get done what needs to get done yeah it it was definitely um like his he really put himself out there and knew what he wanted to do and how he was going to personally fight this fight and even though yes. his girlfriend didn't think that that was the way that he should do it, he was like, I know that this is how I want to do this, and this is how well, what's yeah, going to make a change. Yeah, she didn't think it would help. And, you know, she didn't think it would be effective at all. She's like, why are you bothering? It's not, like, nothing's going to change if you try to do it, like, internally. That, like, that's not... Like, he, his whole point for joining um, the police force was to try and help battle racism on the inside, and, of course his girlfriend did not did not think the same way because she's like that that's not going to do anything like you're not you're not going to change anyone like you can't change what's already like deformed and wrong Mm -hmm. like just very set in their ways very strong characters that were just really really enjoyable to watch yeah for sure and uh even if you know he doesn't get a lot changed because he's the first man in his city black man in his city to join the police at least, like, some change. Like, they got one cop kicked out. Like, one racist cop, you know? Like, it, it, anything would help, you know? Yeah, which I thought... Which, let's let's kind of talk about the the police force a little bit. Let's talk about his his interview going in, which was, again... <laughs> a great... Which was, again... A wonderfully another, written uh, scene. <laughs> which, again, didn't know if I wanted to laugh or cry or be angry because I was... All of those things. Yeah. So, Jesus. Like, they didn't even... They didn't even ask... They really weren't even asking questions of, like, you know, where... If you had any past experience, did you go to police academy? Like, none of those questions. It was like, can you take being called names and not fight back? Like, what kind of an interview is that? I know. It definitely wasn't... Jesus. ...for a normal interview for a cop. Um, No. Because they were like, how do you handle your issues? Like, what do you... (laughs) Like, do you go and party? Would you consider yourself a womanizer? And he's like, no. And he's like, why didn't you go to, uh... Like, Are you a drug user? Yeah, you a drug Are you user. an alcoholic? You, like, why like, didn't you what's go to Vietnam? Wrong with you? And, like, he's like, I just, I was in college. And, you know, like... Yeah, what, what did you think of <laughs> Vietnam? Because, yeah, that was... I, there were so many conversations in this movie. I think every, every scene of this movie was enjoyable for me. Like, every single one. I... In, indeed. indeed. I think, like, truly, everything was written very well, kept your attention, you wanted to know what was going to happen next, and it had a really excellent ending, like a wonderful climax that just kind of enveloped everything and solved all of the, you know, answered all the questions for you. I mean, mostly, you know, like... It yeah, was, mostly. It was definitely, like, very satisfying, like, incredibly satisfying, yeah. and watching this guy basically go into a place where he's clearly not wanted is you know and then like being really um his own motivator and pushing himself to like be a he wants to do intelligence he wants to you know go undercover and do undercover stuff and it's like yeah man you do that like this is your like we're all excited to see what you can do you know yeah, which 
Yeah, he started he started off as a rookie, probably I'm not sure what kind of past police experience he had, but he rose up in positions very quickly for a rookie because I I think he was only at the um at the location for like what a couple months maybe yeah I I the the time period between then because pretty much right after the interview he was he was in the evidence like locker like you know yeah uh, vault and that giving guy people was, what yeah. they needed the yeah. guy immediately started calling him was it a frog a toad a toad. And that's clearly, like, yeah. a very um, mean thing to, to call a black person. Very inappropriate, yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah, he would, yeah, he would refer to every, um, what is it, ev- evidence file that had, like, a, a perp in it, um, who happened to be black, a toad, and, which was very disrespectful, and, and just, yeah, which further further goes by what they said in the interview. You have to, which you shouldn't have to, but you have to be able to take being called names and not fight back. Which is yeah. ridiculous. Um, so of course he wanted to get the fuck out of there. He wanted to be doing more useful work. Um, which, what did he owe? And so that, that calls for him then going undercover to the to the rally. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, yeah, he goes to the rally, which I loved how they shot this part in the, of the rally. Like, they the man who was speaking had this very powerful speech about black power and like, fighting against white men and basically like being content with themselves and not having to be like the standard of beauty that Amer like white Americans have and like yeah. that they they are like black Americans and their standard of beauty is something that they should be uh you know accepting and loving and loving themselves and the while he's saying all this like really powerful stuff there's like these wonderful like little vignettes of of black faces watching this man and they're just like in the darkness and kind of just lit and it just was such an interesting choice and I really liked it because it just brought out their beauty you know it really did yeah and it really made what he was saying just all that more powerful it definitely did it it definitely brought it more like uh, into the forefront than if you were just watching him speak I think and that's all just to the like cinematography and just the camera angles and the way that Roy or Ron was like reacting to this as well. Um, and I also love yeah, <laughs> loved that song that he danced with um, Patrice with in like. The- yes, I want to add it to my Spotify. Oh my god, it, it was, was amazing! So cute. How did it go? It was like something like. Um, I'm falling in love with you and it's too late, you know, something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and something it, like that. It was such a cute song. <laughs> it yeah. really was. And the whole soul train that they had going and everyone dancing was was a really was a really great scene. Um but this is also where we meet where we meet his girlfriend. She is the she's the president of 
the what is it? The uh, it's like the, the, the college. Yeah, the, the, the black yeah. student union or something. Yes, 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 yes. Because yes. uh, she she brought uh, the speaker mm-hmm. to like she basically formed the rally. Um, so she was a very very big character in the movie as well. Um, that happened to get entangled in all the stuff that that Ron happened to be working on at the same time. Yeah. And she... I'm trying to think about... Patrice? About her character. She, yeah, she was... She was obviously just a very strong character and very, very strong-willed to where her and Ron would kind of clash sometimes. Yeah, they um, clashed, like, a lot. Like, pretty much every yeah. conversation they had other than their black exploitation one even though like even then that was like a little bit of clashing for them um mm-hmm. i still think like they were a good match because they brought different stuff to each other and different like thoughts because she seemed like she was pretty narrow-minded like what we were just saying about him joining the police and like how she was like that's not okay with me you're like working for the pigs and he's like well not every cop is a racist yeah you know, and it's like, it, that may be true, but also, like, when he was working for the cops, they were like, well, you're part of this team and we support everybody. And it's like, even if they're wrong, and they said, well, that reminds me of another group. She's referring to the Klansmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time, just basically, the only time that she was ever on screen other than, like, when she was in her rally at the end was when she was with Ron. Yeah, when they would go on, like, dates together, basically. They'd go out to eat, and they'd go, like, out on walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... When when they brought up the dirty cop um, and said that, you know, the police watch out for each other, I don't know, I... <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't have stood up for that guy. <laughs> no, no such way. A, he was an, an asshole. asshole. Such an asshole. And then they got him in the end. It was just so satisfying. I was like, what movie are we watching? This is fantastic. Really, though. Ugh. Uh, and then I guess we get to the part. So because of that, because because he went undercover to the rally, he just got promoted like to, to intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He, like, went... F- yeah. And I guess he was just looking for another assignment and came across... What was it? It was, like, a... It was in the newspaper. Yeah, it was an ad. I, I was reading an interview with uh, with the actual um, Ron mm. Stallworth that-, that this is based off of. And yes. He he described the ad as, like, a almost... Almost like it was it was kind of hidden. It, it was it was kind of like a hidden ad. Uh-huh. Trying to get what where this one it seemed very open and like a very front page kind of like big ad. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that it was actually kind of like a hidden almost uh what I can't think of the word. Like just a, a not very like noticeable ad or something. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's a it's because then when he goes and talks to the actual guy, he calls it the the clan, and he's like, "We don't call it the clan, you know. We call it the organization or something." And you're just like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. Which I don't really see why that 
matters. Is is clan like a negative negative term? I think for them they were like we should just uh like kind be of more, me be have like a more ordinary type of like phrasing for it. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it is kind of silly. That they were weird about that, but then they weren't weird about their racism, you know? They were, like, pretty open about that, so... Because that was all they talked about. It was, oh my god, the scenes with these people were just... Oh god, I, I couldn't even listen sometimes. But, yeah, so first, so first, when Ron calls and leaves a message... Mm-hmm. Like, he, immediately. He gets a, immediately gets a call back. I loved it so much when he said, like, when he answered the phone, he's just like, well, since you asked, I hate blacks, Jews, like, it just went off, and it was just hilarious. He's like, everything. And, and of course, rookie mistake, he uses his real name. Yeah, because he just doesn't even think, he's just like, (laughs) and I loved that the only thing that Adam Driver got from the whole conversation was, did you just use your real name? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, because, again, like, that's that's a pretty big thing that you wouldn't, wouldn't say. Wouldn't want to do. Yeah, like, make up a person. Jeez. Yeah, just make up something at least. So it just, and that that already was just a risk in itself um, <laughs> for, yeah. this, for this whole adventure that he goes on. Just, oh, my gosh. And, the God, a lot of these characters <laughs> that are a part of the... The organization. Clan. Oh my god. Oh my god. They all just look like oh my god, I don't even want to describe them. They look like a bunch of perverts and mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Like the the first the first guy that he talks to on the phone isn't as like in your face as Felix is, but mm-hmm. or no, no what's his name? Was He's his name the Felix? president. He Felix yeah. is the, the one that's like office rocker. Uh, the crazy one. Yeah. yeah. The president guy is... Um, is it Ryan Eagold? Walter Breachway? Yeah, I think so. It's really hard to tell. <laughs> Wait, yeah, because they look so different. If you go to Ryan Eagold's page, he looks nothing like his character does. <laughs> well, that's because he had, like, this terrible haircut and, like, you know... And he was pasty. He was real pasty. <laughs> He, like he never goes outside, and he just has these gr- has gross mustaching. And... Uh, uh, I'm just like oh, thinking man. about these people and just how real they are. And there's just so many men like this in the world, and I just it makes me want to punch them so not, much. N- not not even just men, man. The his Felix's his wife, wife was insane. Was crazy. <laughs> She was a great character at just she really how was. horrible she was. She I, was horrible. Oh god, they're all terrible. <laughs> and and in a weird twisted way, like this movie also kind of showed that that like women didn't have a voice at oh, all. Oh yeah, during, totally. During this time either, because she during their organization meeting, um, she I'm doing air quotes this this clans meeting, um, she would come out and she she like found an article in the newspaper about Ron Stallworth's uh, girlfriend. And, you know, she's trying to say that, you know, they should they should off her. They should kill her because she's she's a huge part in the movement. Mm-hmm. And she should be offed. 
and yeah, and you know just, they're like, just like looking, that. like yeah, out, she just out, literally says it, yeah, yeah, and you're like, and she's what? like, what? <laughs> yeah, she just yeah, like first of all, you wouldn't expect this to come out of this woman's face, and then and then all the guys just are like not looking at her, being like, okay, and then Felix is like, okay, honey, that was great, go make us some tea or yeah, something, like, yeah, it just, exactly, yeah. Equally is so aggravating, just, but also just she's awful. But, like, the way it all transpires with her in the end, like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She gets what's coming to her. Like, they all get what's coming to them. Like, they wanted to hurt Patrice, and just the the series of events that happen in the end are, like, that's your fucking luck. That's your karma coming back to bite you, you know? Like, you blew yourselves up. Yeah, at, at one point during the end, I thought that I, I felt that I was watching like a season finale of, of a show. Like, oh, I really want the story so right. to be done in like show form. Like I want to see like a full season of this. Oh right! Oh my god, that would be like, so good. And the and what is it? That song that would play every now and again. It, it would like go on repeat whenever <sighs> something like kind of dramatic was happening. Oh. It felt almost like a. What is it like? Like a like an old detective movie where it has yes. like very very like almost noir maybe almost like yeah. like the music. I don't know. There the was, there was this one was song so that would play. Good. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It would I, shift I think it, tones yeah. very quickly with the score, and like you knew that the imagery was going to be powerful enough. Like when he walks on the field and he sees all those like. Uh, posts of the black men that look like they're running slaves and they're shooting them. Like, yes, that was so powerful to just see. And the music behind it was, you know, making it even more powerful. And I just, you know, it just added to it so much. And the characters and their faces and everything like worked so well with it. And I don't know, I think... Yeah, it did feel like a kind of a season finale situation. <laughs> well, yeah, and because I'm not sure how I'm I'm not sure how it it worked out, but I'm pretty sure that I, I'm just trying to think of of because the, there are some things about the story that are not fictional, but like not not of the actual story that they're using. Like, like I guess let's just move on to David Duke so that we can just get this over with. So David oh, Duke... Oh, yes. He he is the current, like, Pete, what do they call him? Like, a, the wizard or something? Yeah, or the, the Grand Wizard, I think, is what it is. Yeah, the Grand Wizard of... The Ku Klux The KKK. Yeah. And he is currently trying to run for office... Yes. But so so he he couldn't be as active in the clan because that would that would follow negatively into his campaigns. Um, but this character is actually a present day character, David Duke. I'm I'm pretty sure David Duke is a is a resembled. He's he's based off a real present person who, mm -hmm. who was trying to run for office mm -hmm. who couldn't because he got into too much trouble with the police for like countless things. This guy was a is a terrible person. Yes. And, but I, I'm assuming that there is a character that the present David Duke is representing someone in the past mm -hmm. in this story. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> it does make sense. And that conversation that uh, Ron has with his boss in the hallway 
where his boss is like, you know, there's never going to be anybody like, or like Ron's like, there's not going to be anybody like David Duke in the White House. Like, no one is ever going to let that happen. And then the guy's like, if you're, you're naive to think that that won't happen. Like, this is a threat. Um, like, but, uh, yeah. And, and you're like watching this movie and the stuff that David Duke, like the stuff that's coming out of his mouth sounds like the stuff that Trump fucking says. And you're just sitting here like, what? Like, well, yeah, because, this is our at one fucking point, reality right now. Like, it's not which, a joke. Which is exactly <laughs> what Spike Lee was trying to do. Because again, like the second, like it, he perfectly placed certain things to make it relevant to today. Because again, like this was in the 70s and it's still happening today. Like it's so fucked This up. is the stuff so, that makes me want to punch somebody. <laughs> punch everyone. I want to punch everyone. Okay, so... But again, because, yeah, going back to what you said, where where he said, like, you know, this kind of guy would never be in office. Someone in the theater with us immediately went Trump. And then, like, the, <laughs> this... And I was like, oh, my God. And then, and then again, David Duke at his office, like, when he's talking to yeah. Ron on the phone, I believe, yeah. he's One saying, like, you know, make... Like, to... like, he basically make says make America great, great again. Or something. again. He says that. Yeah. yeah, he says that. He does. Which is... In, in which a again, weird way. Was, he kind of gets to yeah, it. Yeah, he says it slightly off. He says it. He definitely says, "Make something great again." That's what he says. He says, "Like this country or make this nation or something." He says something like that. <laughs> the phone calls were so satisfying because, like, you get to watch Ron just like play around with these terrible, terrible men and just say this. St- like the writing was so funny. Like the way that he would. St- just try to convince them that he was like not a white man and like ask them what white men sound like and like his his boss was like the chief was like yeah black men sound different and he's like what is what do you mean what do you mean by that and then well, it, yeah because it comes by in the end and he's like you sound like a white man <laughs> Oh, yeah, like God. when he was talking to David Duke, he said, uh, "What was it?" David Duke said he can he can tell when he's talking to a black person on the phone. And yeah. he said, "Okay, how how is that?" And he says, "Well, they say R. Yeah, like they put an A at the end of R." And Ron's like, "All right, what the fuck? Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, all right, <laughs> whatever, guy." And then of course, every I, I like how every phone call after the first phone call is just all of the cops around him also in the precinct yes. like just standing around just laughing and trying not to like if if this stuff actually happened I'm surprised he didn't he didn't get caught sooner because again I feel like the story also gets just so much more exciting because again he's a rookie he was following too close when he was trailing them on on uh, Phillips and yeah. Felix's first meet yeah and at one point, he had to throw a rock at the house that they were beating in because yeah, because Philip was going to take a lie detector test. Yeah, like yeah. he he had to get very close to being caught a lot, mm-hmm. and just these people were too stupid to <laughs> to figure it out. So so dumb and like just his entire performance while he's trying to to be this other person basically is. I mean, basically, it's like Adam Driver's trying to be him, in a way. Yeah, which I'm surprised. I'm surprised once they made the change over to Adam Driver being Ron, why wasn't he on the phone with him? Yeah, I think it's both of them because it was his his deal. So he gets to be on the phone for all of the phone things, and then, you know, obviously, um, 
we've got uh, Adam Driver on the end of being like the actual person. So yeah, I don't know why he didn't have him on the phone as well, but. I mean, yeah, just to keep it with consistency's sake and also just to keep up with what Ron was actually talking with David about on the phone. Yeah, totally. Because because at, because at one point, he's talking about his sick dad because uh, David Duke, or the Walter uh, Breachway, wants to make Ron Stallworth the next, like, president of their of their region, like, their little clan, yeah. whatever, priest <laughs> collection. I don't... I don't fucking know. But anyway, um, and he's talking about his sick dad and how he, he doesn't think he can do it. And he said that his dad lives in like El Paso. Yeah. But then Philip says Dallas. Yeah. So then he's like, oh crap. <laughs> so again, I just to keep for consistency's sake, because who knows what the hell Ron's talking with David on the phone about that Philip then needs to bring up at whatever meeting he goes to. So I. A little risky. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that even the the police chiefs were so gung ho about it. Like they're like, "You're doing a great job. Keep going." Like, <laughs> well, yeah, As, especially the one that they were mostly working directly with. I think it was Sergeant Trap. Mm-hmm. He was he was very supportive of their of their mission. And like Chief Bridges took some time because again. Ron was a rookie, and he didn't really want to give Ron the people for a very risky a risky endeavor really oh yeah i, I mean, mean he he could be putting a lot of people in danger because these these people are murderers like they 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 think they're cleansing the nation yeah with whoever the fuck they're murdering so they don't give a shit and they were especially violent because they have that like really loose canon of a, of a character um oh my god Gosh, was that was that guy? Was that the guy? There was a character in here who reminded me of the really stupid friend from uh, from Margot uh, from Margot Robbie's movie. What is it? Uh, I Tanya. Was that him? Was that the same guy? Oh, buddy, That's the stupid where I guy. I recognized him from. That's definitely him. The really stupid guy. Well, oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Let me let me see if it's him. The one who actually played the the one who beat um, what's her name's knees. Oh no, like. They, he perpetuated it. Yes, um, yes, that one. I'm going to try to find him because he was hilarious. He was like this really large actor who was clearly a very dumb guy and he was drunk like the entire time. Ivanhoe. His, his character name was Ivanhoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an Itania. Oh my God, that he, guy pissed me off. Emily, you got it. I was like, where have I seen this guy from? And he plays like the same character in Itania. Yeah, he plays the exact same, like just a stupid instigating character like just uh, so stupid yeah to to where to where he was definitely supposed to be humorous but he just mostly made me angry he really just made me angry like at the very end when um ron has to go be the protection for david duke and he like kind of what he kind of like looks at him at the end like stands next to him makes sure he's not doing anything and like uh he kind of does this really funny thing where he just makes this face like like that or something and you're watching it and you're like what did he say did he say something or did he just make a face he must have thought he was saying something but he was like too drunk to like actually articulate anything yeah i'm not i'm not sure he just oh my gosh 
I can't, I obviously I can't stand any character this guy plays. Yeah. So well, that's his job. I mean, all of these guys, I can't imagine that every time they read something in the script, they were like, "Oh, that's just awful." Like, I this, these yeah, words I, have to come out of my mouth. Like some of the stuff that Adam Driver said while he was pretending to be racist were just. Oh. And the way that Horrible. he said them, like, he just, he was saying that when you could clearly hear that he had no backing with any of his statements. Like, he was saying them all just without feeling, without thinking, and, like, well, you know, trying to, like, convince the other people that he was, like, part of the clan, but still, yeah, like, did not want to be there at all. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he was a great character, too. I mean, Adam Driver kind of reminded me of if Patterson got stuck in that role, that's what he would do. <laughs> yeah, probably just so that he wouldn't get hurt and he could just kind of get out of there. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like how he played it, you know? <laughs> and I thought it was an interesting uh, turn in Adam Driver's character where we do learn that he is Jewish, so he is as much d- in danger of of being found out, especially since he's the face that they all know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, you know, Ron's trying to get them all riled up, being like, you know, you're you're Jewish, why aren't, why aren't you pissed at these guys and want them to be, in like, in jail as much as I do? And he, and I don't know, he kind of, he kind of, like realizes some stuff about himself like he says you know I really I really wasn't raised that way mm-hmm. and but he still obviously cared about getting these guys locked up or whatever oh he um, did it's just like he it took him a while to realize like yeah being Jewish never really affected me until now like I never really thought about it and then this, yeah. like, one thing has made him... And I, I like that we had that moment, because he really doesn't other, get really another moment like that. No, because he's really just... Yeah, he... He doesn't really do... I mean, he does a lot, obviously, because he's he's Ron Stallworth. But, I don't know, I, I kind of wanted a bit more, like, just development to these characters. Because, again, like, Philip just seemed kind of like a puppet and yeah we did with the whole uh being jewish not really being a whole part of his life did kind of develop him more i kind of wanted to see a a bit more of him yeah i'd agree i mean he definitely was an interesting guy um maybe in the book he'll be a little bit more fleshed out yeah probably like i bet that book is super fun yeah because this I'm movie interested. is, this entire situation, I can't believe, is a real thing that actually happened. Like, a black man got a card, like, a membership to the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, that is just fantastic. Yeah, with with his legit name on it. Yeah. Like, he is a member of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> it's just so silly and, like, oh, so geez, absurd yeah. and, like, so, like, yeah, fuck them, you know? Like, oh. Amazing. I loved... And how... Uh, what? Go, go ahead. No, no. no. I, I loved how the, the movie opened where he... Uh, it's written. It goes like... What did it say? It's like, based on some some crazy fucking, for real, crazy for fucking real, shit. For, yeah, like, it was yeah, like, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. For real, like a, for yeah, real repetitive. shit. Yeah. That was, yes. And it was, I guess. So, like, totally, you know? Yeah. 
I I love that. I was like, okay, so this is this is the tone ish of the movie ish. Yeah, I'm just gonna ish. Throw um, the ish in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did like that. It kind of it expertly balanced the tones of comedy and seriousness, like depending on what was going on. Like honestly. It just did a really good job going back and forth, and that's what I felt like the whole movie, because you're going through this story with these characters, but you're still connecting it to today, obviously, and in such a way that's so... It's so satisfying to watch the small successes on this, on like, and also, like, be so angry about what's still going on and the people that are still acting like this in our in our world. And, you know, I just think... It did a great job, and that ending was so poignant with the actual real-life um, footage. Recent. Recent, recent footage. footage. Yes, recent footage within the past year, two, year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. Of, of like, year. the Ku Klux Klan, and they're, like, marching on the universities and, like so many people preaching hate and then that car running over those people. I mean, it was just... Oh my god. So hard to watch. And like, so graphic to watch. And you're watching this and you're just like, this is so fucked up. I can't believe that this shit happens in our fucking country and our president thinks it's okay and doesn't condemn them outwardly. And it's just... It really... I think this movie needs... Like, it was a movie that needed to be made and it was honestly like one of the better probably one of the best examples of like explaining racism i think i've ever seen yeah really though and 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 with the footage i think the footage was necessary because just watching the movie as it was people could have left being like yeah that was a that was a fun crazy movie but it was a movie it it's like it really needed that just hard hit like punch to the face right there at the end Oh really. yeah, that's that's really that's really how I felt. Like at the very end, I was like, "Well, shit!" Like this, like it was like, "Yeah, that was a really great movie, and I enjoyed it a lot." But fuck, now we got to deal with the rest of the shit. <laughs> like that's just that's just how I felt at the very yeah, end. Yeah, like this is a reflection of of the world. This is a reality that we live in, and it's like this is not something that you can just brush under the rug and forget about. You know, like this is really important, yeah. and and people have been fighting against this for fucking like ever and it's just been so it's so ridiculous that we are not past it you know it's just it's like watching this stuff on screen you could think and we did think when we were growing up like this stuff oh this is the stuff of the past like the Ku Klux Klan is obviously of the past right no it's today it happens today people are still out there being like vibrantly racist and yeah it's just terrible which I saw a post on Instagram, which I feel perfectly represents, like, what this movie was trying to portray. It was someone holding a sign saying, like, I should, I should be fighting for the, for the non-extinction of bees, but instead I'm trying to fight for equal rights. Like, it's... Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, like, really, this is really not what we should be fighting for right now. It should have just been, it should have been dealt with years ago and it's that everything should just be fine and peachy but it is not it's just so fucked up man it's just so fucked up yeah the the stuff that comes out of their their mouths it's just so fucked up (laughs) 
Yeah, and, and this was making me think a lot of um, "Do the Right Thing," which I feel like mm. had a lot of the same, a lot of the same kind of tones. Uh, yeah, tones like where you know it's it's set on a street on a really hot day, so we have a lot of humor of just people being angry at each other, and then yeah. I I feel like it it also at the end had the same had the same like real life riot footage, right? What wasn't that real life footage? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. If I remember correctly. Of the, uh, of the hot day? The, yeah, after the hot day, wasn't there footage of, like, some riot that happened? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I don't remember either. But you're probably right about that. I mean, if anything, this this movie just proves how masterful Spike Lee is of a filmmaker because, goddamn, he is so masterful. Yeah, and just how present he is. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, pops, he pops up when he's needed. He is like... He is like the fairy godmother. He is like, <laughs> yes. he, he is like, I don't like fucking Dumbledore. Like he is, he he pops up when you need him. Like, um, and he's he's there to like slap some sense into you, like when you need it. And it's it's truly truly amazing. Yeah, you're right, Emily. That's great. So uh, I'm gonna read some of these IMDb's because they're fantastic. Um, yes, let's indeed. It got an 82 Metascore, which I feel is appropriate, but I still think it'll get nominated for some Oscars, at least. Um, Time gave it a 100. It says, Black Klansman is both hilarious and exquisitely direct, and had it been made before November 2016, you might call it Lee's, Aplo- Lee's approach a little alarmist. But if anything, he's restrained. This is an angry mm-hmm. film, as well as a hugely entertaining one, and Lee has complete control over his shifting tone, minute by minute. So true. Yeah, it's it's constantly just changing throughout the entire, like, oh God, it just, crockpot of emotions, man. <sighs> crockpot. Yeah, it's very entertaining, but also just, like, ref- very, very reflective. There's really nothing... And let's... Like it. Let's read this. What what fuck gave him a gave it a sixty? That's Sorry, a fucking I'm just... guardian. That's who. It's ridiculous, fuck you, Peter. <laughs> fuck you, Peter Bradshaw. You're really bringing all right, it all see. down here, Peter. Yeah, what the hell? This could have been like a ninety, but because of you, fucking Peter. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, there's I'm a lot of angry very... cursing in this in this podcast. <laughs> I've just been angry for the past few days because, again, also, um, again. I don't know if, if, I, if I want to talk about this right now. Do we want to just do a little rant right now? I just, I'm really feeling it. Okay, about, go, about, go. About, about Idris as a James Bond. Do we want to talk about that? Do we want to, do we want to talk about it right now? That they're not going to give him James Bond? Oh, okay, all right. I just, I, I shouldn't talk. I'm way too angry about this that I want to explode. Um, I thought they were, they were selecting him. I thought that that was the thing. Or no? It's, it's teasing again to kind of make it happen. Um, he, he's been teasing on Twitter, I think, and I, I, I think some articles have popped up again, so I'm not sure. I am totally rooting for Idris and completely pissed off by the fact that people's only counter-argument for him to be James Bond is the fact that James Bond is written in the books as a white man. Who that the is, fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> God damn damn it. I'm like, it does not matter. Excuse me. I mean, 
I know. And, and I was, and I, when, oh my God, when my coworker like brought up this lady who tweeted it again, because I, I'd only heard it countless times. And then someone was trying to tell me to my face that that was the reason I was like, well, fuck all you. It was like, um, um, I was like, what? Seriously? We're, oh, so this time around Hollywood's going to be true to the, to the ethnicity of a character that's written? Like, seriously? <laughs> you know how fucked up Hollywood is all the time? All the about, time. about characters being eth, like, eth, ethnically correct? They're not. They're not. So why doesn't it, how about this time? Why did, how about it actually doesn't follow it again and actually make Idris fucking James Bond? I swear to fucking God. I know. I, oh how my God. How sacred is I that can't... shit anyway? It doesn't even fucking matter. They they don't follow they don't follow ethnic rules for any other character in, in writing. Mm-hmm. Why why does this make any difference? Why does this make any difference? I don't this know, is I'm the like... one time they're gonna be true to it. Okay. End of rant. Okay. You got this. Peter Bradshaw. <laughs> Peter Bradshaw. Let's read your let's read your wrongfully rated sixty percent. Here we go. It's an entertaining spectacle, but the brilliant tonal balance in something like Jordan Peele's satire, Get Out, leaves this looking a little exposed. Yet it responds fiercely and contemptuously to the crassness at the heart of the Trump regime and gleefully pays it back in on in its own coin. Okay. Fine, I guess. What? Whatever. His, his review doesn't even matter. So... I thought that there was another good one in here. Um, oh, I like this one. Uh, from Vanity Fair, it says, Lee uses black exploitation motifs playfully but with purpose, honoring an era of discourse and activism while urging for the necessity of similar film language now. If we are not keen to the past, we're likely to find ourselves mired in its ills again. We already are, of course. Very true. Very much so. And I did love the the references to... They had a, an, literally an entire conversation about the black exploitation films and how they still enjoyed them, but they clearly are flawed. But it's like, but we enjoy them a lot. So, like, you know, they definitely, like, served a purpose and they have, like, a reason for being around. But, you know, like, we're, we're going to just have some motifs in here in this movie to, like, bring it out. Yeah. Like, at the end, when the two characters are, like, holding their guns, and there's, like, that, like, pullback of the hallway, you know? Oh, when they're not actually moving, but it's just pulling them? Like, they're just... Yeah. They're moving without moving, <laughs> almost? Yeah, it was a cool effect, but that was, like, one of the motifs. So, mm. any anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think we covered it. Um... Just want to apologize for all the for all the cussing that you know just went down. Just just very passionate about some things. <laughs> just uh, really like annoyed with a lot of things in our world right now. Uh. <laughs> and and I and I really only know how to portray it through cursing, so I, I apologize if that offended anyone. But uh, uh, I'm sorry. Well, this we'll just this we'll, we'll, movie. we'll put this as as explicit. We'll we'll put this one as extremely explicit. I think <laughs> all of them are explicit, that. Emily. They are, but I feel like. I went a little crazy with the cursing in this one. It's okay. Just just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just just a little bit. Um, but no, I think I think we pretty much covered everything. We covered all the major characters, the message, all the amazing things about this movie. If you have not seen it, you really shouldn't have been listening to this. Oh, no. Um, Definitely not. Go see it. It is necessary. Much like 8th grade, this movie is relevant. 
Mm-hmm. Even though it's set in the past, sadly. Oh, yeah. Um, it's relevant. It is important. It is necessary. Mm-hmm. 100%. Show it to all your friends. Yes. Make give every, it all make your money. Make everybody go see it. <laughs> make give give Spike Lee your money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, or unless you're an AMC uh, A-lister, just make a reservation, man. You already paid for it. That's true. Uh, you, already, you already paid for it. So yeah, get, just throw Spike Lee your money because he needs more, I guess. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, he, he spits out a movie every, what, every few years, decade like, or so. No, it's, it's like, you know, several what years. What is his last movie? I think he made She-Rock recent, like, I think that was his last movie. She-Rock? Oh. It's Chicago, I think. Oh. Yeah, okay. we, I haven't watched that one. Um, but he's got some fantastic no, no. movies. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> yes, if you have any thoughts about the movie or about Idris Elba being James Bond, oh yeah, uh, leave a comment. You can do that on SoundCloud or on d- really d- any of our social media. And iTunes, uh, please. Yes, and iTunes, please rate and uh, review. We would love to know what you guys think so far of the of the podcast um if you have any suggestions for any future episodes that you would any movies you'd like us to watch any tv shows you'd like us to go over you can email those to us at all by the popcorn at gmail.com or all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com or just comment it or message it to us on twitter the handle is at by the popcorn or on instagram at I'll buy the popcorn podcast. Yeah. Yep. Or on Facebook. Just search I'll buy the popcorn. Yeah. We uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. And uh, yeah, please check out our Twitter and Instagram because we got some fun stuff going on over there, including our uh, Comic-Con story on our Instagram. (laughs) That's right. If you haven't watched all the crazy fun things we got into at Comic-Con, go and check that out. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll listen. We'll... We'll not listen to you. Excuse me. We'll talk to you next time. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.